Welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast, brought to you by WCA Kiela. I'm your host, Dylan Ziggler, alongside me is Benny Wazdu, and this is our player interview episode. Today on the podcast, we have small forward Ernesto Guevara. Ernesto, here to say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Um, so, Ernesto, uh, can you describe your experience for us on the basketball team, being a member for, for what is it, three years running? Three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah three years. Uh, well, it's pretty fun. It's a lot of practice, which I'm not really a fan of, as my teammates know. But, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, so this year your points per game went down, according to Max Prep. From last year they were at 6.3, now to 5.8. Do you think because of the team's success, it may have pushed you down to score less points? I think someone fudged the stats. That's what I think. Well, yes, of course, Max Preps are a little, it's a little iffy sometimes with the stats in there. But other than that, you had career numbers and rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game. And blocks per games. Wow. And now I assume those stats were done right, guys. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So overall, this season you guys reached CCS. So how would you rate the season so far after thinking about it at not CCS? <laughs> I think I'd rate the season as like a good solid B+. Plus, B+. Solid plus. B+. Plus. Yeah. So now knowing that we made CCS this year and without even the juniors to play in the CCS game, how do you think next year will fare for the team? I think next year we'll, we might even win first round CCS. I think we'll get there again. Our team's going to be pretty solid next year. Has Guevara talked to you about any of the potential lineups? Do you guys think you're going to be running small ball? Uh, yeah. threat from three? I think we're going to be running small ball because, well, I don't know. He usually prefers small ball lineups so that we can get faster than the other team, score and transition more because generally our big players aren't as large or as durable as the other teams yeah so, so guys a different type of effectiveness um do you think that if you were there for the ccs game the juniors um per the junior trip do you think if you guys were there to attend the game and to play in the game do you think the result would have been different yeah we probably would have won if all of us were there even if half of us were there because apparently we only lost by like three or something like that yeah that's a great point and towards the end of the year we got that crucial win against mountain view here at home and we lost by one to st thomas moore those mm-hmm. are the first two games where a lot of the students started to really get into the game and were participating with drumming and singing and stuff mm-hmm. how much does that impact the game as, the, as from a player's point of view that's a very positive impact because it brings up everyone's energy Everyone really enjoys all the drums. I think that's a fan favorite. Fan favorite is the drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So hopefully next year when that continues, do you think that will have a more lasting effect throughout the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, would you want the drummers and the extremely loud supporters to be at away games as well, or no? Aspe- yeah, most away games, like especially St. Thomas More, because their fans are extremely annoying. So. Oh yeah, we can definitely to make that happen. Between the interleague rivals, would you guys say UPA has a stronger sense of rivalry with St. Thomas More or Mountain View, in your opinion? St. Thomas, Thomas More because they're closer to home, and then, yeah, we usually play them more because Mountain View likes to cancel at least one game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heard about that. Yeah, yeah, the whole canceling fiasco, that got really weird towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, we know that Coach Guevara is your uncle. So, yeah. what's it like having a family member as, the co- as your coach? Well, you see him in and out of practice at school and not at school so it's just it was pretty weird at first but i mean after a while you get used to it just treat them like a professional while you're at practice and like a relative when you're at home yeah so do you think this would be it's a plus working with somebody that you already know or is it more of a minus because they know everything about you i think it's more of a plus because then uh 
they know your strengths and weaknesses more so they can help you develop your weaknesses more. Vanessa, can you tell us about your lifestyle as an athlete? During the season, do you eat healthier? Do you train harder than you used to? Did you attend the conditioning before to get into shape? Well, actually, this year I only I didn't attend as much conditioning as I did in previous years, but I didn't think it had that negative of an impact on me. But uh, now that I said that, I'm probably going to be forced to go to all the conditionings next year. Do you think you missed more practice this year because of the laborious junior year and all of the tests and SATs and all that good stuff? Yeah, all the all the hefty workload and all of my classes probably mm. contributed to more missing of practice. Ernesto, I'm looking at the incoming freshmen and sophomores. Do you think you guys were as undeveloped as them when they were coming into the UPA Boys Varsity Basketball Program? I can say from personal experience that I was really underdeveloped after eighth grade. But I think as a whole, uh, when we were freshmen, we were a little more developed than them. Yeah. Guevara's talked to me and Dylan alike about the sense of brotherhood that comes with being a member of the UPA boys varsity basketball team. Would you say that you've experienced a stronger bond of relationships by engaging in this um, team sport with the uh, other members of the team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Not like creepy cult brotherhoods or anything like that. Of course. Of course. Yeah, just mm -hmm. like, I don't know, got some friends that you play sports with. So now that the seniors are leaving this year, do you see yourself starting next year and playing a pivotal role in the team? Well, probably, because basically the seniors that were, are leaving, most of them were in my position, so I'm going to have to fill that void. Yeah, especially if you have that small ball lineup, you'll be playing a lot next year as one of the... Are you the tallest guy on the team? Or no, I think Simrod guys? is. Simrod? Yeah, Simrod. yeah, probably Simrod. But you're probably the most athletic and lengthy. Yeah, yeah probably. Because you can dunk, right? I yeah, believe yeah. We've heard reports yeah. that you've been dunking in practice. Yeah, not not very consistently, but I can, I can get it in that hole if I try hard enough. Yeah, so, and we also know that you're a multi-sport athlete that also plays volleyball. And the volleyball season just started, so how has that been going so far? Well, actually our team is much better than I thought it would be, and it's really nice to have a full team this year instead of just six people, like it has been in the past. Oh, that's probably very rough. Mm, for sure. Mm -hmm. How did Guevara persuade you and Aaron to also engage in this other second sport activity, and why did none of the other varsity boys basketball players want to engage in this volleyball? Well, he didn't need to persuade me very much. I, I felt basically obligated to do volleyball since I've been doing it for so long. And then Aaron, I just, I talked to him a little bit and coach really kind of gave him a lot of propaganda to make him go do volleyball with me. And he's pretty good, but the rest of the people have their own reasons. So you said you've been playing for a while now. How long have mm -hmm. you been playing volleyball? I don't really know. Probably since I was pretty little, like a toddler. Then compare that to basketball. How long have you been playing ball? Oof. I've been playing basketball not that long, probably since like sixth grade, yeah. Would you say that your sports life at UP has impacted your academics at all or no? Yeah, a little bit, because I have a lot less time to work on my homework and stuff. But also, it's really nice to have that balance, because sometimes school just gets really, really boring. Yeah. And athletics are a good It's a good outlet solution. to release. Yeah, yeah, a good outlet. So we know you're also a fan of the NBA. There's oh, yeah. a lot of recent topics about the whole idea of super teams in the league, with, as seen with Kevin Durant joining the 73-9 Warriors mm -hmm. and winning the last two finals in a row on the go for three in a row. What is your take on the whole super team situation in the NBA at the moment? Well, 
I really want to like the Warriors, but I just can't because they're a Bay Area team. But they're just, it just seems so wrong. They have five All-Stars on the starting lineup. It's just not right. And then, yeah, it's just so easy to win. Yeah. Um, for our folks that don't know, All-Stars are the upper-level, higher-class uh, players in the league. And, uh, yeah, Durant, an MVP caliber, caliber player, which would be the highest ranked out of those All-Stars, did join another fellow MVP on the Warriors. Um, I mean, I know we're in the Bay, and I know we're here to support, but a lot of us, like Ernesto and I, just can't seem to get behind them. Yes, I beg to differ as a longtime Warriors fan. I think it brings me great joy to see such a great team out there. I know it's not going to last forever, but I'm just going to bathe in the championships as long as I can. Dylan, I don't want to turn this into a debate, so I'm going to let you transition yes. to the next so, one. So, we also know that you are very fond of newly Boston Celtics player Gordon Hayward. After that nasty ankle injury he suffered on the first game of last season, He's really started to come along slow this year, but has really started to get better. What's your whole idea of how he's going to be in the playoffs for the Celtics? Well, I think he's just going to be pretty bad like he's been the rest of the year, but I really hope he does well. But, yeah, based on his whole season performance, it's not going to be great. It's going to be like second yeah, string. Yeah, so all right now the Bucks are number one in the East along with the Warriors in the West. Who do you see going into the finals this year? I don't know. I feel like the Bucks might not pull it off. They just... They don't have enough. They only have like three people that can really take them all the way there. And then Warriors obviously are going to get to the finals in the West, but the Thunder could give them a nice go. So who's your favorite out of the East at the moment to really challenge the Warriors in the finals? See, I really don't know because the East is on such a lower caliber than the West consistently, especially after LeBron went to the West. They just they lost a lot of talent there. They are like the G League to the West. Yeah, so you brought up a nice topic on how LeBron left the East to join the Lakers. He's about to miss the playoffs after having arguably a worse team with the Cavs last season and still taking them to the finals. What do you think has gone wrong where he hasn't been able to get this Lakers team even into the playoffs? Well, they're pretty young. They're not the best team outside of LeBron. And then I feel like LeBron's trying to do too much as well when you have young developing players that have to do a little bit more to get a feel for the league. Yeah, LeBron's also been battling injury as well. Yeah, yes, his groin is a little feeble, as we all know. Yes, so as we talked about before, how Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, there was rumors of another super team forming with the free agent acquisitions in the summer of the Knicks possibly signing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant with the possible drafting of Zion Williamson. What, are your, what is your take on a future potential Knicks super team? Well, I feel like if the Knicks signed Kevin Durant, that would be a pretty good move. But I think Kyrie's overrated, overpaid. I don't think they should sign him for that much. And then Zion's probably going to be a little more of a bust than people really? think he's going to be. Yeah. So who do you think is going to be the best player coming out of the draft then if you think Zion has a I, high bust chance? I don't know. I really like R.J. Barrett. Like, I think not a lot of people notice him since he's on the same team as Zion, but I really like him. Ernesto, uh, thank you for uh, conducting this interview with us. Uh, it's been lovely having you, and hopefully we can have you on another segment. Yes, thank you very much for joining us and being on here. This has been a new type episode for us. We've never had anyone on the show before. Oh, I'm the first guest, huh? You're breaking records all the time. Yeah. Well, that's all from us. This has been the player interview episode on the Pick and Roll Podcast, brought to you by the UPA Healer. You can check out the Aquila on Instagram at UPA underscore Aquila, YouTube and SoundCloud at Aquila News. Like us on Facebook at UPA Aquila. Thank you for listening. This has been Dylan and Savannah and... Go Eagles!